I want to put the spotlight on the cannabis microbial market. This show is brought to you by Surgeons LLC in partnership with Ruga Monteto Feminized Genetics and Simply Professional Formula. For those who don't know me, my name is Ryan Bolda. Full disclosure, everything in this show is thought of, written, and produced by myself and the staff here at our company, Surgeons LLC. Presented by SRGN Networks. This is about hemp, cannabis, microbials, and other all man. All right. How's it going, everyone? This week, we got Michael Zowski, a.k.a. Sam Rich with us today. Um, for those who don't know, me and Sam, a.k.a. Mike Ozowski, we came together to start what is now Swampy State Mycology. Um, it's an interactive Facebook group for people looking to get into mycology, mushrooms, mushroom medicine, whatnot. Uh, it's a huge project. Uh, both me and Sam have put a lot of effort into it. Um, by the way, you know, we appreciate everyone's support, but let's get right into it. So tell us, Sam, how exactly did you get into mushroom medicine and how, how did you get into all this to begin with? Um, honestly, I was just bored and looking for something to do with my life. I didn't have joy in anything. I was just going to work, coming home and repeating the cycle. And I don't know why I happened upon mushrooms, but I was like, what the hell? Let me give it a try. And before I knew it, I had the bug deep. I was deep down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, tell us about that. How, what was the inspiration on Swampy State Mycology? So me and my buddy, um, Todd James, he's one of the moderators for Swampy State. He, we connected, uh, actually probably only a week or two before you and I, and mm. we, we just connected instantly. He just seemed like super cool people. Uh, he's all, he's from also a swampy state. He's from Louisiana. So he was, he was throwing around ideas and he was like, you know, why don't we try to go into some sort of like business together? And so we, we thought about it for a second and he came up with something about, let's put the word swampy in the name. And so we just kind of started juggling names and I just landed upon that one. And then you and I got together and I was like, well, this is right time. The universe is telling me something. I was just speaking with Todd about how we should start this group and try to get some momentum moving forward. And then you just came in right time out of nowhere. And you were like that extra little push. I was like, yeah, dude, give it a shot. And here we are. 115 mm -hmm. members and creeping. It's been like three weeks. It's wild. Wild. That group is taking off, man. I'm really like, I'm really happy to be uh, a part of it, to say that I was a part of it because that's, you know, um, it's something different about um, the Facebook mushroom groups compared to all the other groups, right? There's just something a little bit different. Uh, the community is a little bit stronger. Um, you kind of have a little bit more, uh, you connect a lot more with people just because of the nature of, you know, What's good, you know, the nature of the mushroom, you know, the, the, <laughs> the nature of everything. Um, no, but uh, I think it's really cool, man. I'm really, really happy that we kind of came together to do this. You know, it's it is. I, I think this is going to change. I think this is going to change some people's lives. Really? I should hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal at the end of it. Not only just to have fun along the way, but to actually have some meaning to it. Right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Not just 
yeah, not just tripping. There's got to be there's got to be some some meaning at some point. You got to learn some things along the way. Otherwise, what are you doing? Mm. Today we are going to talk a little bit about Maria Sabina, and I've had a couple requests in the community to kind of talk about her and the impact she had in Western medicine, Western civilization, because. A lot of people are unaware Maria Sabina was actually credited for introducing mushroom medicine to Western pop culture. Basically, celebrities from all over the world would come and get these shamanic rituals by Maria Sabina. And, um, you know, it, it really took off. A lot of people... Um, look up to her, praise her for her impact on uh, what is now mushroom medicine. My question though, how do you feel about Maria Sabina? Um, I mean, first off, you got to give credit where it's due. She, she put it on the map more or less. Of course, there were people before her doing it, but like you said, like you mentioned, she got the pop culture involved and that's what really made it explode and take off the way that it did. And sadly, that's that's the reason why she was shunned by her community is because now she's taken this medicine, this religion, if you will, and yep. bestowed it upon these white men that that now she's saying she's losing her wisdom, she's losing her powers that she once had. And so people are casting her out. The, um, the Americans, the white man, they're coming in, they're just taking all the mushrooms, all the sacred children or whatever the knowledge that you would call it so i think she's she's absolutely a pioneer do i think she's a little kooky i think you and i talked about this you kind of have to be if you're going to have that sort of vocation but um i i would do one of those rituals for sure just if nothing else to say i had that experience you know you gotta you gotta be a part of it mm, for sure i think i think she's an absolute legend really right there are there are two ways to go and I've had people in the community send me videos and I've had uh you know I've had my education um my Facebook education from some of the people in the community and oh I wanted to get your take on this a little bit because there's this ideology in the mushroom community or the Facebook mushroom community that mushrooms shouldn't be sold you know there's two ways to look at it right Mushrooms shouldn't be sold. You know, it's a religion, right? It should be available to anybody whenever they want it. And then there are the people who believe in mushroom medicine. And with mushroom medicine on the rise, uh, it leads people to believe, like, what is the future for mushroom medicine? We have these people who believe mushrooms shouldn't be sold. You know, there obviously people have found ways around that. Right, you know, okay, we won't sell the mushrooms, we'll sell the genetics, right? How do you feel about that? I feel like nothing in life is free, you know, and, and just because you're selling, I don't, I guess it just comes with the stigma. It, it depends on the person. Do I think that marijuana is harmful or should be illegal in any way? Absolutely not. So it's really, I guess, all your perspective. My perspective is if people um, can use this as a way to not only help people, but also to put food on the table for their family, 
they're not bothering you. Let them do it. Right. I mean, it's a, it's like for for mushroom medicine to be able to get the respect that it needs, it has to have some type of value to it, right? I mean, we can't just be handing out, you know, mushroom medicine to everybody for free. And I'm going to say, because I'm in Michigan, you're in Florida, right? Obviously. Right. So you're... How is the how is the marijuana legalization in your state? Like you guys are pretty free, right? Prescription, prescription only. So my fiance, her stepfather is actually um, battling for the second time lung cancer. So he now has his his card. And so for those people, it's it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing. We don't have it recreational yet, but it's moving in a, in a positive direction. I'd say anywhere that where they're taking steps forward, especially like medicinally first. I'm just trying to be as patient as I can. I'm just excited for what may come because no. I, again, I think there's a stigma on it. That shouldn't be. If you came up here to Michigan, I'm telling you, you would be blown away at the dispensaries and how wreck is and how blown away. I, I can't believe it. I go in there and I, I still am in utter belief, like utter disbelief of, of how I've, how everything has transpired like it's candy land it literally is like candy right. land i mean you're 21 you can walk right in get whatever you want you can have it delivered to you you know what i mean you can there are people have to understand this part of the story of me and sam meeting because me and sam we met on facebook facebook i had no idea what sam looked like sam had a picture from Mike, uh, Mike, Mike Zowski from Monsters Inc. Yeah. After things started to get serious, um, Sam kind of dropped a bomb on me about some of his struggles, and I thought that it was really important that we kind of touch upon that subject since uh, we're here. Sam is a transitioning from female to male is a little misunderstood in my opinion it's, it's misunderstood because there are there's a lot of you know there's just a lot of negativity and the media blows things up and it gives you know i can give it a bad rap here and there there's not a lot of people who are very accepting of the situation so tell me a little bit more about your your transition obviously you know your name you know your your government name is amanda well, here we are as Sam. So tell me about Sam. So um, I guess I'll just start with the story of how I even got the name Sam. It was just, it was bestowed upon me before, long before I ever came out as trans. I came out as, as gay at 18. Um, although a certain part of me still felt that that wasn't quite right. But I think I wasn't ready to accept myself on that level until that point. I was raised in a very um, religious family that outstretched and i also thought you know maybe if i just give it time maybe this is something that i can just keep down and it's not it's not something you keep down so i battled with it i came out as gay um at 18 and it stayed that way until i was about 25 a lot of things had happened let me go back to the the name sam i'll get to that so sam i was i was 18 19 years old working at a, a fast food chain called firehouse subs and I had some really cool friends in there. This guy, Tony, my boss, um, Keith. And 
I had long hair back then, long curly blonde hair, and I would pull it back in a bun and put a hat on. And, you know, I was a little slimmer then, so there wasn't a whole lot going on up here. So I would walk people's food out to them and their reaction instantly was always, oh, thank you, sir. Uh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. So it was just this awkward moment that just became like a regular part of my life and kind of became like an inside joke with the crew. And one day I, it happened and I walked to the back and I said, it happened again, boys. And they're like, huh, sir, ma'am, Sam. And from that point forward, the name Sam just stuck to the point where the people that I worked with at that place and their extended family all knew my name is Sam and nobody even remembered that my original birth given name was actually Amanda. So I just rocked with it. And then, you know, so I came out at 18 and then a few years went by some, a lot of things that happened in my life that brought me to this point of, um, you know, I, I had started to self harm and things and I was just ready to give up and be at the end of my ropes there. And alcohol was a huge part of that. And something had to give and I don't know what happened. I just woke up one morning and my significant other at the time was at work and I, something just happened in my brain. And I was like, this is it. Like either I come out with my full truth of what I feel is right for me and I live this way or it's, this is it for me. So I did it. And within a month I cut all my hair off. I mean, down to my waist, long hair and and I will still always continue to say that from that day forward, whenever I decided to live my truth is whenever I actually truly started to live because I was no longer trying to be careful about what I presented to this person or that person, what I said, or are they going to be uncomfortable just because of who I am? Or I got to a point where I was like, it's, it's killing me to live for other people. It's time to live for me. So here I am now. Here I am now. Um, I'm 32 and I've been on testosterone eight months now going on nine. So, you know, I got a little bit of something going on here. The voice is deepening. Things are changing and it's making me really excited for the first time in my life. I can actually visualize myself growing old. And that's something that's so strange to say. And I don't know if that's something everyone else thinks about, but I, I until a few years ago, I never envisioned myself growing old and gray. Like it just never was a, a thing that I thought would happen for me. So oh, I'm really happy with the way things are moving. Personally, like even I want to know, like what, what has been the hardest part of you transitioning? Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it's little things, you know, that's that someone who doesn't live this, this lifestyle may not even think about, but it's the little things like, for instance, yesterday I was at work. I've been doing some side work with a friend of mine who owns a cleaning business. And um, they said, do you want to go to to famous sandwiches and go get some lunch? And I was like, hell yeah. You know, I love that joint. I used to work there. Let's go. And so we roll up and she pulls in the parking lot into a parking space. I was like, hold on. You're trying to go inside. She was like, yeah, you don't want to. And I was like, no, bro. They, they call me Amanda in there. And that's not something that I think. I'm ready to deal with. I just, I can't handle it. So it's, it's those little situations like that, or whenever you're having a really good day and you know, you're feeling super masculine or you're like, man, I'm going to pass today. I'm going to pass today. And then you walk in somewhere and they're like, Oh, excuse me, ma'am. And it's like, Fuck. here we go again. All right. We're just going to keep trucking. We're going to keep trucking. So it's the little things really because they stack, you know, and then, it doesn't seem like much, but then later on when things are quiet and you're alone, they, they're still there and they kind of 
eat at you a little bit. No, you're so you kind of learn to, to brush it off and remember it won't always be this way. So for you're very mentally tough. I will give you, I will definitely give you kudos to that because this definitely people go through their whole life suffering through stuff like that. And they'll never have, you know, they never have the courage to actually come out and present themselves to the world that way, the way that they see themselves. It makes me a little bit of emotional too, because there's a lot of people can, can identify to certain aspects of what you're talking about. Obviously not completely, but you know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot that can be taken from your story, you know, and applied to the, the basic ass person, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely an uphill battle, but you know, people say that people like me are strong for being able to say this and, and be okay with it. But honestly, like it was killing me. I didn't, I, I feel like if anything, it's been the easiest thing I've ever done because the Good. weight of the secret was just killing me. And so I don't know how people are out there my age or twice my age still living that way. I, 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 I would never have made it honestly. So I feel for those people mm. and I hope that they they find that that situation where they're comfortable to just be themselves and fuck anybody who doesn't care to understand it. Mm -hmm. we'll try. Right. I 100% agree with you, man. It's it's a very it's a very it's a very touchy subject and that's why and that's why I say, you know, I give you props for talking about it because it's it is just it's very touchy. Talk about some things you got going on right now. Talk about let's talk about a deal you got going on right now. Okay, so right now, actually, so I have the ninety millimeter, a few of the ninety millimeter colonized plates. I've been trying to get them gone for fifteen, twenty dollars, but at the end of the day, I sit back and thinking about it, I'm like, I remember when I first started, and I didn't want to put that kind of money into something that shouldn't be more than a ten dollar product. So. I'm going to start selling those things for like 10 bucks a piece. I'm also also going to and or have been considering and will very likely start to make some um, beginner kits where you get like a little six tote, uh, six port tote. You get a pound or two of spawn, a genetic, or you can pay, you know, an additional $5 per pound per pound fee. And I'll go ahead and inoculate it. So whenever you get it, you just mix it together and set it and forget it. And in two weeks, maybe you got some babies. So really, this is my little lab here. This is where I do work. Yes. Yes. Show this us where the magic happens. From. This is my little grow. I just had to move everything back in here because I had it all, all over my desk. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm thinking about. Good. We'll say that again. That's look. It's looking good. You got it all like you professionally set up and shit. It's yeah. looking good, man. Yeah, and this is actually I. I got a little crazy over the last week or two, and I was like, man, I got all these genetics, all these plates. They really need to touch some grains. So those might be up for grabs soon because let's be honest, I don't have enough buckets. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got all these that are about ready to go into a bucket. Nice. So, yeah, it's just a lot going on. I got, I got stuff everywhere, and I need you guys to pick it up because otherwise I'm going to have to trash it. <laughs> no, we're definitely not going to let that happen. <laughs> definitely not going to let that happen. What is your? What has been your favorite strain to grow so far? Hmm. Which, one's looking, which one's looking the best to you? So the prettiest one I think I've grown so far was that 8338, just because I'm – 
I'm partial though to the albinos with the blue hues. I don't know what it is, but ever since that, I think probably the blue ghost was the first um, first mushroom that ever really caught my eye when I first started into this. And then I just continued down that path. So I try to get anything albino that turns blue, and that one was a pretty one. Uh-huh. And six quarts, dude. It, six quarts. I almost got two hundred wet grams out of it. So one pint. Wow. Yeah. Yep. The BK mat was fun. That one only produced one big guy, but it was 85 grams. And now I got a second flush running with a lot more than one in it. So nice. Those second flushes I've seen can still, they can still produce quite a bit. Yeah. Usually the second flush is where they get the biggest. So yeah. if, I, if that one, that big one was on the first flush, mm-hmm. let's hope it doubles. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I was about to say, you know, we got to shout out our originals, the people that are always there and always keeping the conversation going and moving. They're never letting things get stale. And they always have something valuable to throw in. So we got the gingerbread man. Love that yep. guy. He's funny. And then we got Brady Matum. He just won our, our giveaway. Yes, um, he should be getting my half of that soon. And then Neil White. He's our other moderator. That guy, I've gotten a, a good portion of my genetics from him from trades and he's bought several from me so and and his are his seem to be tub fillers and so if you have any questions about his genetics he can tell you exactly how to set it up to get you a full canopy on that one um other than that we got todd i also get a lot of genes from him um he buys a lot of product from me so super cool people if you guys have any questions never feel never feel worried to to reach out don't ever feel stupid for asking anything we're just a bunch of dummies here next week I interview Laura Khalil from Khalil Family Wellness. We talk about addiction and more.